0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Girls
1: and a Few Thoughts.
0: Woo-hoo! Nice! You know, I'm just trying to like energize myself right now. Move around. What do you mean? You lit! I am lit. But You know, in these pandemic times, when you're sitting on your ass all day,
1: mm-hmm. you're having to move. Yeah. I literally
0: notice how not Good it is to sit all day.
1: Yeah, yeah I get Walking it. is
0: important. Allegedly, steps are important. What I
1: am curious about is how many different types of liquor you have in your cup right now.
0: I have one type of liquor in my cup right now. Lies. I think. Lies. I think. How are you nice a lie.
1: Because I saw you with three <laughs> different bottles,
0: but I was just you know searching uh-huh. for the one that I ended up using. And I went with, you know, something rum-ish, pineapple-ish. Sure. Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking.
1: Grape. Cool. So maybe we could get into some cool TV because it's a chill day. You're so excited. I'm so excited. I know. Tell me about it. What are you obsessed with? What are you obsessing over? So I'm probably the last one to the party, but I absolutely just found out about Succession.
0: Oh my God. How did
1: you find out? So my brother. Your brother did. crazy about TV wow, and recommends it. all of the TV shows. Your brother
0: recommends all of the TV shows.
1: No, I'm lying. All right. Plug
0: for the audience. <laughs> I tell this girl about so many TV shows yes. that she doesn't listen to yep. and then she comes back usually weeks later like, oh my God, key, guess what I'm watching? And I'm like, I just told you about this.
1: But you, it's not like just told me about it. It's like you told me about it months ago and then I forgot. And then somebody else told me about it. And then I watched. And then I was like, oh my God, this is really cool. Right. You know? But now we have a watch list. Yes. So now we're ready to go.
0: I, I just, I just want to state something here for the audience as well too. Eh? We're both West Indian people. Yeah. When we said just... It is it a range any time of things between
1: yesterday
0: <laughs> and two years, ago, two years ago. It just happened. Just happened, just the so other I day. Just mm-hmm. tell me about it, it's the other day. Anyway, for sure. So, yeah, yeah so succession.
1: succession is lit. I love the drama, and I love that it's like it's hilarious in just about every scene. But it's like a serious kind of funny. Like the drama is actually pretty wild. It's such dysfunction in this family that it's disturbing. But at the same time, the way that they deal with the dialogue in the show, I'm just like off my chair. Of course, my favorite sentences in the show are, fuck off, fuck off. (laughs) Love it
0: That's your favorite sentence Yes because anything that they've written
1: You know Anything that I find irreverent It just draws me in (laughs) I love that Love love, that I love that
0: To to know irreverence Is to know you Yeah
1: for sure That's totally my jam But I love it It's an entertaining story Like true Family dysfunction And the power plays That happen between The family of course Is disturbing That there's such focus But I think one of my favorite characters is um, Siobhan Uh and her relationship with her husband and just how she is so like not into him. Well, not so much that like obviously she's not really into him because she has her own issues. But her idea of let's try to do this marriage thing our own way. Like how about an open marriage? You do your own thing. I do my own thing why do we have to follow these rules and i so subscribe to that idea of course of course because it's rebellious Mm. it is It's different. It doesn't mean that you need to fit into a particular box. And I love that about that character and how she approaches her relationship.
0: Well, I mean, I also think it's honest, right? The honest reality is that in any life situation, any sort of circumstance, you do have to create your own way. I mean, sure, we can always use or draw knowledge from, you know, examples and other people in other lives, but really it's important to make your own way, make your own path. So I I think that that's what's really cool about it. When I watched Succession, um, it was of course during the last year, 2020, and Anthony and I were watching it. And of course there is a huge storyline about power, as there is a storyline about family. Um, as I watch it, I find them to be very entertaining, but you know me, like, I am someone where I'm really into the good guys, like I root for the good guys, right? Like, I like to watch shows that have a certain amount of a moral compass, and then when I watch Succession sometimes, I'm just like, in my spirit, I'm uneasy about the fact that the messaging is, if you have enough money, you can get out of everything. Like, that is one of the things I notice. It's like, they are not bound to any of the rules of the rest of us. Because you mm-hmm. can buy your way out of anything. But that's real shit though. Yeah, but I it, like. it's like, I don't really like it. I, I don't really like that messaging, mm-hmm. right? Because I do think that there are consequences. Mm-hmm. There is something called no. There are boundaries. And it's like, this is a
1: world where none of these things apply. I think they just apply in a different way oh, because it's yes yeah. because I think when you have billions and billions of dollars there is a certain degree of uh, anarchy to, to for lack of a better word where huh. the the sense is that you can get away with anything because you have billions but I think where they are finding they're meeting the word no or meeting a boundary is within their relationship where right. in fact Their family, their dad, punishes them to some degree. Like when you think about (laughs) punishes, (laughs) yes. Okay,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna listen for your full example.
1: Yes. So the firstborn son was yes, was Kendall. Kendall. So when Kendall is saved from killing the little boy in the lake, right? And his dad essentially saves him. He now becomes his dad's bitch right. when the scene before that was him trying to take over his dad's company he was rebellious he's like using his own influence and his knowledge of his dad in order to have a coup but right. now he belongs to his dad right Like he has no choice but to fall in line and do his dad's bidding yeah. and that is his punishment yeah. so he's for all intents and purposes in prison So you see the following scenes where he goes on this retreat he's trying to find himself and then just how the character diminishes to the point where he is stuttering he has no confidence he is he's barely able to string a thought together he looks broken that is him in prison by his dad that's his punishment when you said the word broken just now i was like broken or is he dejected i think I think he's dejected and broken because if you remember, there was a scene further on where they're on the yacht and his new girlfriend says to him that your dad, that your dad loves when you're broken. He doesn't love when you are like a full person. So like you see on the yacht where he's happy with this new woman in his life and the one he's seen the rich from the rich family and he's he seems to be finding himself and finding his confidence again. His dad takes this woman away. So he goes back to the broken state, which she references, right, to get him back in prison and therefore back in line, then says to him, you're going to take the fall for the cruise situation at the company, right? Because you're my bitch. You're going to do what I want you to do.
0: So when I think about the dad and his name is eluding me right now, um, he, Logan, Logan, Mm -hmm. Logan absolutely wields his power. Mm -hmm. I mean, he beats people into absolute submission. Yes. And I remember in the first few episodes of Succession, I mean, obviously the play was that he was to be succeeded. Yes. Like his older, it's like you're getting older, we need you to step down. There was this entire power play that was orchestrated and in the dad's mind, in Logan's mind, how dare you have the audacity to try to succeed me? Yes. When I think about this particular family dynamic, it makes me think of obviously many things. One being, I think usually, um, in for lack of a better word, a regular family, you want each generation to improve. Mm -hmm. It is a sign of success when your kin betters you. Yeah, but you often find that sometimes in these really rich, very wealthy families, that sense of betterment seems like it's taken in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. The competition is not always well received. Yes. You also have this theme of the newer generation versus the older generation, how you want to do things versus the way that things have always been done. Mm-hmm. Kendall is a bit of a disruptor. And even though Logan himself is equally disruptive, it doesn't seem to land with Logan in the same way. Because he is into the idea of like power and it's it's pure savagery. Yes. And unless you like do that in kind, like you do not earn his respect.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think there's this, um, like, here's what I find that's interesting about Logan, is that you can tell that Logan loves his children. Can you? Yes. Oh, wow. And and I think that (laughs) that is what makes this character so deep and so profound, because you can see that there is a love there. Like, he wants them to be okay. However, there are also pawns in his game. So, being able to play the mind games and being able to control them in this way, like, he finds joy in that. Like, they're his little playthings. But I think, to reference what you were saying earlier about wanting the next generation to be better, I think sometimes, in some families, you have a child and that child is meant to do better than you but there's a level of jealousy there in that this person now gets this new lease on life to do some of the things that I didn't get to do Mm -hmm. right like they get to have a life that is going to be better than mine and they are jealous of that new generation and I think some of that is at play here because Logan is like yeah I'm not giving up my company yeah you're cool and all that but nope this is my company and I don't think you have the balls to take it So I'm just going to decide that I'm going to sit here and play games with you. All of you.
0: Yeah. I mean, Logan is a beast, man. He really, really is a beast. And there's such a, when you look at physically the breadth of a man that he is Mm -hmm. compared to like Kendall, Like, for those of you who've never watched the show, like, Kendall is, I don't know, maybe he's, like, 5'6", 5'5", something like that. Like, he's a fairly small man, also, Mm -hmm. like, small-bodied. Yeah. So, there is this sense of, like, his dad also not, like, physically respecting him. Like, he refers to him in very, like, boyish ways. Yes. And it's just, like, oh, my God, my heart sometimes breaks watching poor Logan, like, watching Kendall Sorry. Just be berated or just insulted by his dad and then it's like regardless of all of that he gets into these situations where he then needs to call on this same mm-hmm. person yeah to then assist him and it's
1: like he is your only way out he yes. is your only answer yeah so but like, that's what ah, happens damn. when your dad is a billionaire Like your dad is supposed to save you from these situations because the world is going to hold you accountable. But because you're a billionaire, like why would you want to have these consequences? You know,
0: why would we want to have these consequences? Such an interesting question that came up for you when you were watching Succession.
1: Absolutely. The
0: idea of not having consequences. Yeah. And you were like, where do you fall on that? Yay or nay?
1: Like nay. (laughs) I don't want to have consequences. Like for what? For what? For what? So, okay. I'm going to do something. So, you know, to use Kendall's example, Kendall is uh, trying to get some crack, some cocaine, whatever he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, this dude accidentally dies. So do I want to be punished because I was trying to get some cocaine? No. I still want to get my cocaine. I want to move on with you, you my life. You
0: just move
1: on with your life. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I think that was interesting. But to shift gears from Kendall to Shiv... Uh-huh. When you think about Shiv's relationship, relationship with Logan, there is a level of respect there. Like, he plays some games, right? but he does not berate her in the same way that he no. does with Kendall. Like, he respects her expertise, he respects her as a professional, and I think he genuinely would want her to take the company, but he's so caught up on, I kind of have to continue to dangle this so that my kids can keep coming to me and keep being a part of my life. Like, it's how he keeps them close. Right.
0: I mean, honestly, Shiv would be the best fit for the job. Yes. She's a strategist. Mm -hmm. Like, she is an analytical mind. And I think she has the vision Mm long-term to, like, plan out, anticipate, and do all this great stuff. Um, But... It's almost as if, like, on the one hand, because Shiv is a woman, there's obviously that dynamic of, like, how seriously is the dad taking her? Mm -hmm. How seriously are other people taking her? And then also, because she is this rich, wealthy kid, she feels entitled to the position. Yes. Like, there's this sense of, like, why don't I have it already? Like when yeah. she actually decides that she wants to pursue it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like, I need to have it. Yes. Why isn't that happening?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I mean, entitlement doesn't look cute.
1: Yeah. It's not it doesn't look
0: cute. It's like, I really liked when I met Shiv in the first season, I really liked her because she's, you know. She's a power player, right? Like, she, she's intellectual. She seems sociable. Like, she has all of these things going for her. She's attractive. Something about her is very striking. Mm-hmm. Side note, do you notice how much they focus on her ass?
1: I was going to say, can we talk about her body? You can tell this woman runs every day.
0: Like, literally. Because, it's almost uh, like we're having
1: another... She looks another... great. She
0: does look great. It's like we're having another ass shot of shit fantastic her ass does look great it's a great
1: ass S.T.V. tv we gotta make sure it looks literally
0: so there's that um but in i think it was like what like the second season as like shiva's coming into this wanting to head up the company and you know like kendall's not really the best fit he's a bit softer and the uh, the other son his name is eluding me right now Mm -hmm. the the what's his name M- Macaulay Culkin's brother, like, the actor <laughs> that plays whoever yes. he is. Yeah, him, I don't remember his name. Mm-hmm. He is for me like so funny because he feels like he should also be running it, yes. but he does not have the tools. I don't know where he's.
1: At. I don't know. Uh, really, there are instances in the show where you can see that he just has natural instincts. He's definitely not someone who's like I'm a strategist. I'm analytical. I've been to all these business programs, etc. However, when you think about that, um, like that smaller company that they had acquired, and then they needed to figure out whether to sell them off or to further invest, mm-hmm. and Kendall went and did all this reading and all this research, and they buried him in paperwork. But we got this find guy's his name, name. Oh my God! You gotta find his name. <laughs> Roman (laughs) Roman. yes. when Roman when Roman like kind of just thought about it his instinct said no let me take these guys out for a drink and figure out what's going on and he was the one that brought to the table that they were getting ready to unionize Mm -hmm. that they were hiding money that things were not stable and they needed to sell them off lo and behold Kendall then goes back and have a conversation with the CEO who then admits to all of it which means we sell off the company Rome's instinct is what did that. He don't need an MBA for that.
0: You know what? We gonna give him some credit.
1: Right? I'm saying that's a good have some credit.
0: But I'm I'm gonna be very honest with you. Like it's like okay, he's funny, but he almost like jokes around too much. Like he gives me like fuck around vibes.
1: Yes, and it's the vibes that's making you think that he is gonna <laughs> like, fuck around. Like, but when people have natural instincts, there's something to be said about that.
0: However, I do think that there is a space and an opportunity for him to grow in terms of understanding business and how it operates and how it f- how it functions more seriously. Like, I get it. Like, he has, like, natural instinct, which is great. Mm-hmm. I do think that there is a gap in his knowledge. I don't and think And he so. doesn't seem to want to lean into it. Like, what's the name of the, um... There's the lawyer who's been with the family for quite some time. I'm trying to remember his... Name do you know? Do you know who I mean? It's like his dad's advisor. It's it's the right. Yeah, the dad. legal advisor Frank mm-hmm. And Frank oh, no, that's 10... the
1: CFO the old CFO
0: Well, I'm talking about Frank the attorney
1: No, that's not the attorney. The attorney is Frank the woman
0: is the attorney.
1: No, he's uh, not
0: Tanya a hundred percent Frank is the attorney Okay, Frank fine. is the dad's attorney and he's been the family attorney for like 10 15 years and he thinks of Roman... Well, Rome thinks of... Because of his connection to the
1: family, he sort of... He's not the attorney! Frank is he's a the... Con, he's the confidant and the old chief, chief operating officer. The attorney is the, the woman with the glasses, the one that says dirty things to Rome and Rome jerks off in the bathroom.
0: No, Jerry. Yes. Jerry is not Jerry the attorney.
1: Jerry is absolutely the attorney. Jerry is HR. Oh my God. Can we get on the Googles? Let us get on the Googles. HR? There's no HR.
0: <laughs> what?
1: No. There's Dude. no JR. J. No, there's no HR.
0: Dude, Jerry is not the lawyer.
1: All right. I I'm going to bet you $100. Bet, like, you're going
0: to bet me $100. Okay, yeah. good. I'll wait for you to look it up. Because you just said, before we started recording this, by the way, that- you're Jerry s- Kelman
1: serves as the general counsel, i.e. lawyer, of Waystar <laughs> Royco. Thank you. OMG. Fine. And that was 100 US dollars.
0: You were right, Tanya. Thank you.
1: It's like every day, right? Oh my
0: God. So not good. really, but no. Okay, fine. So Frank is- Frank is the
1: old chief operating officer. Okay.
0: I mean, I was close-ish.
1: Not at all. <laughs> Anywho, yes. To get
0: back to the point, like I think that he recognizes that Roman has like this gap in his knowledge, mm. and he's trying to like t- tell him to like get better and grow. But Rome is just like whatever. Like he doesn't take it seriously. Yeah. Like Rome looks at Frank as like very like old school, and he's just like. Business doesn't work that way anymore. Mm-hmm. But when you look at these, like, very rich, very wealthy family, business very much in their neck of the woods operates in very much the way that Frank and Logan operates. Yeah. Like, Roman is obviously much more of a disruptive character, and I think that that's what's cool about him, or mm-hmm. that's what makes... There's an attractiveness to watching him. Yeah. But it's like, Roman, you're not going to be able to just, like, wing this shit all the time. Right. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, when he did not wing it, When they had the launch Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of what do you call those vessels again? Oh my god, like I'm blanking on this. The The vessels vessels? that go into outer space. What do you call those? Come on. Give me a rocket? A rocket. (laughs) Oh my god. I was blanking on that just now. It's the drink. It's too big. Jesus. Billy, even drink this. (laughs) Do you remember this? There was a rocket that was being launched and Rome was so excited because they had pushed the company to get the initiative off the ground even sooner and he was like, oh my God, this is fantastic. They're so excited. This something blow up Mm -hmm. on takeoff. Do you remember this? Yeah. And he was just like watching this on live TV, like mortified. And I'm just Mm -hmm. looking at him like, but Rome, you took a couple of (laughs) shortcuts. I mean, this is a rocket. Like, if you want to shortcut something, I want to feel like a rocket is not really the
1: thing you want to shortcut. Agreed. Agreed. So, I do think it's interesting that you mentioned the piece about, like, the way how Frank and Jerry and Logan would have run business before. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a really big theme in the show around old guard versus new guard. Right. 100%. And so, when you think about the show, like, they talk a lot about Well, the I think there was a speech or something that Shiv did. It was an interview and Shiv was talking about needing to get rid of the old values, get rid of the old guard, etc. And they were so offended because they thought she was saying to fire Logan. But a part of it was like, yes, get rid of Logan, but then also <laughs> get rid of some of the old practices that got them in that trouble in the first place. Right. But if you notice, the show starts with the old guard was supposed to be leaving. Right. So and he ain't going nowhere. But he ain't going nowhere. Like we're literally in that place. But it ends the last season with Kendall going, all right, so if you're not trying to go, I'm going to make you go because you thought. I didn't have the balls to take this company. I'm showing you my balls. Yeah. And now the new guard is going to take over.
0: You know, when we're talking about new guard, old guard, 100% I hear what you're saying. I was actually thinking about um, Logan's brother. Ewan? Ewan? Yeah, Ewan. Uh, Ewan. It's Mm. a weird pronunciation. His grandson. Mm -hmm. remember the kid he like shows up he's like super tall he looks very Greg lanky Greg the egg (laughs) listen when I see when I saw Greg for the first time I said what is happening here he's so like he's so nice yes he's like very like but Greg is very savage right like this whole time when you see him you think that He is of zero threat. He is of no threat. Mm -hmm. And people treated him as such. Yeah. And then right at the end of the last episode, you're like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Greg, you've been making power fucking moves. Yes. I was
1: impressed. Greg's not playing. I didn't see it coming. But Greg was making power moves from the beginning. When he threw up in that costume and he told his mom, listen, I got fired. I got to go. And... uh, He decided with his mom that the move was to go to Waystar and find himself a job and get in. That was a power move. Indeed it was. And then the little moves that he made along the way, you know, when he was like shredding the paper and he's like saving some, I'm like, this little kid... And yeah. he had a plan. You could tell there's something happening with right, him. Right, right, right. But you didn't think it was going to be that sinister. Yeah. But you spend enough time around these people, you're just like, yeah, I picked up some things.
0: Right. I mean, he definitely is one of those people where his weapon is like niceness. Yeah. And, and his weapon is also the fact that people are going to underestimate him. Yeah. And he weaponizes that. Yeah. Like, he uses that to his advantage. Yeah. Like, you also have another person, Tom, which I think Mm -hmm. is Shiv's husband. Yes. I feel like he also tries to be, like, the brosy, laughing. And it's, like, he'll do, like, the laughing thing and Mm -hmm. making, like, really awkward jokes. And you're just like, Tom, I kind of see where you want to go, but you didn't get there. It Mm -hmm. doesn't land. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't know how to, like, really wield his influence. Yes. And it's, like, when you look at him, especially, like, in comparison to Shiv, he just
1: feels like, he is just, like...
0: Like, yeah. Like, you're just watching him a like... He's herb. Tom, what are you
1: doing? He's a herb. But you know what? I think it's going to be interesting to see how they develop that relationship between Shiv and Tom. Because develop? That's, yes.
0: That, first of all, that shit is just a contract. We're just here for...
1: But here's the thing. Like he was... social convenience. Mm, he was talking about leaving the marriage, remember? And then for her, she ended up trying to save him which I think helps her to save her marriage. But she has the need to save the marriage because she needs to have this flailing idiot on her arm. (laughs) Because if you look at the first episode, Uh yeah, when I think her dad said that she's engaged to a man like several stations below her because she doesn't want to have any competition. That's the issue she's trying to figure out. Because Well, probably not trying to figure out. She needs to not be in a relationship with someone of similar power. Like, she has to be the person that wears the pants. Also, notice how they dress her in the season. Predominantly pantsuits. Very rarely is she wearing a dress because she wears the pants. And she needs that in order to assert her power. Indeed. Indeed.
0: Oh, my gosh. I know, like, we're running out of time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I don't know. maybe Maybe it'll come up again in another episode. But I really wanted to talk about how Shiv totally flip the script on the person who wanted to come out mm-hmm. against was it like some director of the cruise ship or something like the man yes. was doing all levels mm-hmm. of inappropriateness and there was a person who was willing and ready to speak up yes. and I was like cringing looking at a woman doing this to another woman mm-hmm. like the level of like deceit like I can't even something felt deceptive about it but I, it's not fair to call it deceptive Yeah, because she was being very direct and very clear it was very manipulative
1: it was very manipulative. Very
0: manipulative. So, I mean. But I thought it was
1: great. I loved that scene. I was like, oh, that tell scene this made woman. me cringe. I was like,
0: I like Shiv, but like, Shiv, why are you doing this to us? Like, it was I- great. It was
1: brilliant. That girl took her shoes off, walked in the park. She's like, listen, you don't want your life ruined because you decided to say something for five minutes. Stop it. Brilliant. I am obsessed with that show. Love it. I can't wait till it gets back. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. So I guess we'll talk about some other show next week. On another time. Sometime. something else. Yes. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? So thank you guys so much for joining us today. See you next time on... Two Girls. And A Few Thoughts. Bye, y'all.